Halloween by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Exterior, Myers House, night. A police car pulls up in front of the Myers House. Brackett and Loomis get out and stand by the front gate. Anybody live here? Not since 1963, since it happened. Every kid in Haddonfield thinks this place is haunted. They may be right. Looking down the side of the house, we see Loomis and Brackett walk up to the front porch. A broken, rusted rain gutter clings back and forth against the house in the wind. Interior. Meyer's house. Night. The front door slowly opens. Brackett and Loomis stand in the doorway. They glance at each other. Brackett draws his gun and the two men step inside. It is totally dark in the house. Brackett's flashlight comes on, illuminating the two men as they move through the house. Suddenly, Brackett stops. He trains his flashlight on a small object in the corner of the room. What is it? For a moment, Brackett doesn't speak. Then he steps closer to the object. A dog. Both men look down off screen at the animal. Brackett bends down to it. Still warm. He stands back up and looks at Loomis. He got hungry. Brackett gets a disgusted expression and steps away. Come on, a skunk could have killed it. Could have. Brackett looks back at the dead animal. A man wouldn't do that. He isn't a man. Interior, Meyer's bedroom. Loomis and Brackett cautiously step into the bedroom, the same room where the murder took place 15 years ago. The glow from a distant streetlight casts the shadows of blowing trees on the walls. It happened in here. Loomis walks over to the spot where the sister was sitting. She was sitting here when he came through that door. Loomis turns and glances at the window. He slowly walks towards it. He must have watched them through this window. Loomis stops by the window. Standing just outside, he can peer over the sill. Blown loose by the wind, the rain gutter suddenly swings down and smashes through the window with a sudden thundering crash of broken glass. Loomis jumps back, reaches into his coat pocket and draws a 357 Magnum revolver. Brackett stares at him. Loomis sees Brackett's reaction and slowly reholsters the revolver. I suppose I do seem a bit sinister for a doctor. <laughs> Looks to me like you're just plain scared. I am. I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was nothing left. No conscience, no reason, no understanding. And even the most rudimentary sense of life or death or right or wrong. I met this six-year-old boy with a blank, cold, emotionless face and the blackest of eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and another seven trying to keep him locked away when I realized what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely, simply evil. 
Brackett just looks at him a moment. What do we do? He was here earlier tonight, and he may be coming back. I'm going to wait for him. I keep thinking I should call the radio and TV stations. If you do, they'll be seeing him everywhere, on every street corner, in every house. Just tell your men to shut their mouths and open their eyes. I'll check back in an hour. Brackett turns and walks out of the bedroom. For a moment, Loomis stares at the rain gutter in the broken window, 